1: Like what you learn on this and other Cash Flow Diary podcast episodes? Go to learninvestingnow.com and sign up to receive powerful tips and information that will help you succeed as an entrepreneur and investor. Now, here's your host, investor, entrepreneur, business owner, educator, speaker, author, and master facilitator of Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow game, Jay Massey.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Diary podcast. I'm your host, Jay Massey, and I'm glad that you are here today because we are going to talk about something, well, I don't think we've ever discussed at all. Or if we have, it was so little, you probably missed it. And here's the interesting thing. It's one of the largest sources of revenues that could exist for your business that we've just never even scratched the surface on. And I have this feeling that you're going to enjoy every minute. So I'm going to tell you right now, you better grab some pens, some papers, some notebooks, something to write this information down on because you're going to want to hear it. There are going to be many times where you stop and go, huh, wait, what did he say? And you're going to have to hit that rewind button and that's going to be completely okay. But I think you're going to enjoy it. Today's guest is none other than Kevin Jans, and you may not know him yet, but he has a podcast called the Contracting Officer Podcast. And you're like, what? Well, here's the thing. Kevin has spent 16 years on the government side of federal contracting. And as a contract specialist and contracting officer, he has bought goods totaling over $1 billion, That's with a B, $1 billion now he's the president of skyway acquisition solutions which he founded a few years ago and he's helped his clients have over 470 million dollars worth of contracts i'm gonna say he has a superpower and that superpower is he speaks a completely foreign language the language of government and that's going to be awesome to decode today so help me welcome kevin Jans. kevin you there I am great to be here. How are you doing? I am awesome.
2: It's a beautiful day here in Florida
0: in Florida. nice. now you you realize if you speak
2: government that today we have to speak English, right? Yes. In fact, the, one of the things I love about what, what I do is being able to take the complex world of government contracting and explain it in a way that people can just understand
0: well, uh, here's the you probably actually understand what the politicians are saying when they speak then.
2: Yes, that's <laughs> a whole different topic. But yes, a lot of it is understanding what the difference between obligated and committed funds, and what the continuing resolutions mean to whether or not contractors get paid. Yes, all, all that stuff. But that's a little bit in the weeds.
0: Got it. Got it. Totally understood. I and I hear that that we all have to use our superpowers in various different ways now. I, and I find that to be to be very very interesting. Yours now. I also happen to believe that superheroes and entrepreneurs tend to have a lot in common. One of those things being is, you know, occasionally we get dressed up, you know, sometimes we wear capes and these types of things, but we also start off differently than we the public usually sees us. We have an origin story. We came from somewhere. Maybe you got bit by a spider and that's how you now ended up doing what it is that you were doing. But what I would like to know is before all the contracts, before the podcast, before Skyway, before all of these things, what I'd love to know is who is Kevin Jans?
2: Well, Kevin Jans now is a is a dad, and I'm a huge fan of being an entrepreneur. I'm a, a big fan of people. Uh, really grew up wanting to help people, as, as trait as that sounds, why my superpower works for me. Is that I'm able to help people in a way that I never would have imagined. I mean, when I was in college, I didn't think, oh, I'm going to be a contracting officer. I didn't even know what it was. (laughs) And, And it's funny that that career field, most people, they, I don't want to say they end up in it, but it's so unique. And it's it's your, your part lawyer, your part problem solver, your part negotiator, your part buyer, because that's really what you, at the end of the day that's what you're doing. You're you're buying things. You're spending our tax dollars. A contracting officer to, to back up for those who don't know, a contracting officer is someone who spends our tax dollars. Whether it's an F twenty two fighter, it's the the service contract that ma- maintains the website for the White House, or it's the vehicle the the vehicles you see driving around with uh, government plates on them. Almost all of those assume that almost all of those were bought under a government or leased or rented or whatever under a government contract. The person who signs that contract most of the time is a contracting officer. So those are the people that spend our tax dollars. And when I got into this career field, I realized that not only is it really complex, but it's infinitely complex, but it's also difficult for people to get. And they sometimes run away from it. And so the idea of wanting to be able to help people understand that it's, it's not some black hole that you can't you can't figure out it in fact it's kind of the opposite you can drown an opportunity because there's just so much of it so going back to the start of me is that it it really it matched up with my superpower of wanting to help people being a creative person and also being you know just enough just enough left brain to figure out government regulations (laughs) but enough right brain to say wow you can do so much Inside, it doesn't matter what you sell for the most. If it's illegal and ethical, the U.S. government buys it, and we could debate whether or not we agree with that. But that's a different conversation. But the basic idea is almost everything the government buys is contracted out. So for a small business owner, or even even a large business, anybody who who has a company that wants to sell something, it's at least worth looking in that direction. And full disclosure, I actually wrote a book that's specifically about whether or not you should look in that direction. And then once you look over there, you decide is this market for me? And this is one of the things I offer to the people who bring me on their podcast. All of your listeners, have them email me and mention this podcast. I'll give them a free copy of the book. It's under 100 pages. And it's called Save Your Time, Why the Federal Market May or May Not Be For You. And it's because I'm trying to help people understand that it's not a black hole that you can't can't ever figure out. It's a very simple process when you think about how government contracts are competed. The basic idea is almost all of them are competed. And once you get the basic tenets of it, you can decide as a company or as a person, is this for me or not? And that's just fun to be able to help people see that. You can get. If, my dream is you get on a plane in L.A. and by the time you land in New York, you finish that book and go, "Wow, this is for me," or you say, Ooh, "No, <laughs> pass." <laughs> and, and that's such. It's so fun to get the emails from people saying, "You know what? I appreciate it, but it's not for me." And that's okay because spending times on, on spending time on things that aren't a right fit can be the death knell of a small business. So it's it's good to it's good to be able to help people.
0: Well, I and I also like the the idea is that what what you're offering actually is clarity. And with clarity, we then have the power. Uh, clarity leads to power, the power to decide and act and and maybe that that's going to be a quick way for individuals to make that decision, like you said, is this worth pursuing or not. Now, you said something that Again, I I'm just so ignorant of your area that I, I'm just like when you say drown in opportunity, that that tells me that there's there's a level of education or understanding that you have that I know that I do not yet possess. So and and I've always said to myself and others that, you know, the purpose of education is to get us to recognize opportunity. And the challenge is, is that we typically, by the time we've graduated school, we only recognize one type of opportunity that's typically spelled J O B. As an entrepreneur, we we learn to recognize other opportunities, and that's the problems that we solve. So I'm curious to understand how you see this as drowning an opportunity. So you're going to have to educate us on that. That what is that problem in in how the solution matches
2: a little okay. bit. Okay. So the easiest way to do this, there, there are two, and this is the part where you can start taking notes. The first website you want to go to, it's called usaspending.gov. and on that site, that's essentially where the vast majority of U.S. dollars go. There's a, a a report called a Contract Action Report that every contracting officer has to fill out. So when they spend money for vehicles or for buildings or whatever there's a report and that all those reports from all over the world go into this website and it's a giant database. So if you type into that, into that system and you say you sell, I don't know, it services and you type in it services for the last fiscal year, because there's an advanced search tab in there and then you hit search and it's going to give you a huge amount of money that was spent. Now this is, this is, Simply put, this is your reachable market. It's going to be ginormous, probably. But in that, you see, okay, lots of companies have contracts. You can search that down to your congressional district if you want and get down to the Nats eyelash. So that's the money coming out of the system. Those are people who have won contracts. And you, you can even search for companies that you may know to see if they've won. But the point is, I want you to see how big the numbers are after the money has been spent. Now let's back up. Let's look at the other end of the spectrum, another free website, it's called federal business opportunities.gov, short is, is fbo.gov. And that's where all, okay, not all, almost all, of the RFPs are. So this is when there's an opportunity, there's a there's a contract that's going to be awarded, there's a notice of a contract coming up in a year. You can search through um, contracts that have already been awarded, but you won't get as much data there. But there's all kinds of stuff in there. So again, type in what whatever you do. Say you're a, a, you do car maintenance, you type car maintenance in there. And it will give you all of the opportunities if you don't neck down the, the uh, details. It'll give you all of the opportunities on the entire planet. Because right now in at Kyoto, at Kyoto Air Force Base over in Japan, somebody's maintaining a car. That somebody's probably a contractor. So there are contracts all over the place. But What you need to do is understand, what, what am I looking for? Because before you go in there, that's, that's the sea of opportunity that drowns some people. Is if you don't know what your strategy is if you haven't decided I'm only looking for contracts in my state of Georgia or I'm, I'm only looking for contracts that, that are less than a year or or a small business set asides, or, or a lot of variables that I could, I could ring off at you. But the idea is don't just look in there and say, I can do that. I can do that. Because again, as a contracting officer, that was one of the problems I saw is that people would walk into the market and see just how enormous it is and they would get overwhelmed and just start throwing darts. And I'm oversimplifying, but if you think about it, if, if you see opportunity everywhere, you, you tend to chase more than you should. And one of the things that we focus on as a company is helping companies understand what is your best market and let's help you focus. Because once you understand that even if you focus down to the nats eyelash, you're still going to have a huge amount of opportunity. And the simplest way to think of this is going into the, the USA spending site. If you search, I've done this a couple of times. We have a a free webinar that we do. And I walk through taking it down to small businesses for just services, just awarded in Florida, and just in the last fiscal year. And there were still like 6,200 contracts. That's a lot of options for you to choose from.
0: Well, okay, so... You guys know me, uh, to move at the speed of instruction, right? He said go to USA Spending dot gov. So while he was talking, I'm taking notes, I'm typing in, I'm <laughs> going to the website. I just did this and I'm I I'm wow. I had to um I'm trying to interpret the number. I had to stop and think and actually go back to like, okay, what is that? That's a really <laughs> large number. And I'm just cuz I typed in IT services like you said for the last fiscal year and it said there was 801,420 transactions, 703,161 contracts, 58,018 grants, 3643 loans. And the total, is this total prime recipient transaction amount? Mm -hmm. Is that the number? Holy cow. Okay, um, it's $342,623,545,309. I I love
2: how you didn't round it up. That's kind of funny.
0: No, not at all. I wanted all of it there because I had to stop and go, okay, how many decimal places? How many places is that? What's that number? I hadn't seen a number that large in a long time. That's that's insane. And, that, and that's
2: jarring yeah. an opportunity. That, that, that experience you just had, that's what I try to help people not have. Well, I want them to have it now, and then we help them understand, okay, let's, let's thin that back. Let's figure out what, what, what are you a right fit for. Now, here's the rest of the story. Those are all prime contracts. Wow. If you're a, what does that, means mean? that Those are direct contracts with the government. If you don't have any government contracts yet, more often than not, if you're a service provider, one of the best places to start is as a subcontractor. So in other words, there's a con. Oh, is there-
0: well, that number is still large yes. too. I'm looking at it. It's thirty billion nine hundred fifty-three <laughs> million fifty-six thousand four hundred forty-six dollars. <laughs> and
2: this this is why this this is why I love this so much because to be able to help people understand. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. This this makes sense to at least look at to at least understand. Does this market make? Sense? It's, it's worth taking the time to either read the book. Or to you know, come to one of our webinars, or for that matter, join. We have an online community that they can, it's $35 a month, by the way, and they can ask all the questions of our former contracting officers and then understand does this really make sense for me? And because for many companies, I think one of my challenges from explaining this to people is that they, they don't see it as a market for them just because they don't know it right. And I think one of the challenges for a small business is they see that giant number and go, oh, oh, Lockheed's going to get most of that. It's it's all, I can't possibly get any of it. Now, to be fair, is it easy? No. But business isn't easy. Let's not pretend here. So the reality is that understanding how the process works, and that's why our podcast exists, is to help people understand how there's a podcast about how the small business set-asides work. So again, free, free podcast because I want people to be able to. These are questions I answered a thousand times, right? And being able to put them on the podcast and answer them once and have millions of people be able to get this information, it's 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 great. I, I love being able to help more people understand. Okay, it's not that hard, and they may or may not decide it's for them. But I want them to know. I want them to know how their how their tax system. How the, the money comes out the other side of their tax dollars, because otherwise.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're very familiar how to exactly. how it goes in. <laughs> we we've uh, got a lot, a lot of practice. <laughs> yes, we all side. do. So uh, how okay, all right. So you've got my attention and probably the attention of every person listening right now. See, guys, I told you I'm taking notes too, I'm going and making this happen. I, I've gotta know how on earth do you just you just wake up one day and say, I know. I want to be a contracting officer. Where does that
2: come from?
0: How does this happen?
2: Honestly, it came from uh, sitting in a, at a job fair and, and realizing that what makes the, what makes the job interesting is, uh, like I mentioned before, it's, you know, you're part negotiator, part buyer, part lawyer, part problem solver. And, and, and in the end, you're the, the glue, essentially, between the person who needs something. And let me, let me put this in the context of, I worked at Special Operations Command. So somebody needs body armor because they're over in afghanistan the company that makes the body armor well they they want to sell the body armor to the government they want to be able to get the body armor to the to the, the user well my job is the contracting officer sitting between there and it's it's a fulfilling position because you're able to you're the guy between the person who needs something and the person who can make it and as a in, as a fan of capitalism and how it's so competitive and i say that you know it, most contracts, 70% of contracts are competed. So the other part of that is some people are frustrated by how competitive it is. If you know how to compete and you target your opportunities, it's no more competitive than the commercial market. But if you just randomly start throwing out proposals, yeah, you'll get eaten alive. But what makes the contracting officer position so much fun is you're able to solve, going back to serving people, and solving problems. And so now that I'm on this side, I'm still able to help people understand how that process works and in the end, you're still buying people. You're buying you know, body armor for people in Afghanistan. You're buying cleaning services for, for every government building you drive past. We're buying IT security to keep other countries from hacking our systems. I mean, there's all kinds of cool stuff that our clients provide. And it's neat to be able to be involved and help so many small companies, whereas even as a contracting officer, I think my record was like, I don't know, 28 different contracts at once, right? And now I'm able to reach so many more people. And it's... a uh, empowering
0: (laughs) so so and so that so that i'm clear and now before it was more you were doing the buying from the actual uh you know provider the the small business that was actually providing the the product or the service to the government now you're helping the small business sell their product or service to the government if i understand correct and
2: about four years ago I, i realized that I was going to be able to help more people on the and I've been, you know, a raging entrepreneur my whole life and I realized that there was a big need for this and so many companies didn't understand the market well enough so I set up Skyway specifically to help companies navigate this market. So now we're we're not a government contractor. In fact, one of the reasons we're not is that, think about what we do. I mean, we're, we're former contracting officers. We we could go work for the government and, and do all kinds of things, but we decided that we're going to stay and help I'll stay on this side and help the companies navigate the space because what happens if we didn't do it that way, we'd end up potentially competing with our clients because if we're bidding on contracts and they're bidding on contract it kind right. of complicates things. So we stay on this side and we help you understand is this market for me? how do I, how do I get into it? where do I start? And then once you find your opportunities, we even help write proposals and we help you with the contract admin I mean we're think of us as, as a service provider for government contractors I and mean, that that's what that's what we exist to do is help companies understand this market from those who used to be on the other side of it
0: you know i i'm still staring at these numbers, <laughs> and i'm i'm just just saying and as i look at it i'm like guys if if you just got one percent of any of these numbers i'm looking at your business you're you're a happy camper
2: yeah, and, I mean, these are some insanely large numbers. And, and what makes it interesting is that a lot of our clients, maybe a third of them, are straight government contractors. But a lot of them, this is a mix. They have some government contracts and they also have a lot of commercial contracts. And the reason that we recommend people do that is that if, if you've noticed historically, or I think the, the pendulum has swung of, hey, we're spending a lot of money in the government, to, hey, we're not. That, that pendulum has <laughs> it's probably swung six right. times in my career. And each time... More often than not, that pendulum swinging toward government actually being the one that's spending money tends to go counter to the commercial market. So the obvious example would be like two thousand and eight. <laughs> I mean, the, the commercial market was in freefall, <laughs> and the government was the only one spending money. Now, again, you can debate whether or not you think that was a good idea, but the, the point is, the concept is is almost always correct. In fact, one of my theories, and you can quote me on this. We'll see if I'm right in a year. The market is starting to stabilize, <laughs> yes. and I. And I think we're going to have a little bit of a, a downturn on the commercial side. And I think we may be getting more phone calls <laughs> because the government's going to it. Yeah. Got it.
0: Got it. Okay. Okay. So – Here's a question that I'm sure some people are asking. Because as we go out there to produce cash flow, there's a variety of listeners who have businesses of all kinds. I, I know some of you out there you're doing apps because you, you've you've done that. Some of you music. Some of you are out there doing movies. Many of you know that we, we are real estate focused. What areas of you know business does this really apply to, Kevin?
2: I would say. And it- this this is in a general this is a generalization, but I would say all of them. If I mean, for example, I have bought everything from helicopter services to cleaning services to grounds maintenance to sniper rifles to body armor to vehicles to maintenance on vehicles to research and development, and that's just me. I'm just one contracting officer, and, and, and we've got nine of them. And there's probably, you know, I think there's probably forty thousand total. So the government buys it. I'm Going back to, if it's ethical and legal, the government buys it. Now that being said, there's a strategic part of this. As as a company, does it make sense for you to get into this space? And I want to give you a, a specific example of what I mean by that. Like we call it the eighty twenty rule. The basic idea in commercial market. So like the way that. Our clients buy from us, and probably the way that you would sell your services. Eighty percent of the re- is a relationship. Do they know, like, and trust you? Do they yeah. do they get you right? And then twenty percent is right. process. Do you, does your contract make sense? Is your price reasonable given what you do? All, all that kind of thing, right. Well, in the government market, that's flipped. So it's eighty percent process because it's competitive, and it's twenty percent relationship. And, and people get really irritated by that when, when they first hear it. But let me explain why that is. As taxpayers, we believe in the idea of competition. The competition is a process. So whether you're doing it as a a general services administration uh, competition or you're doing it as an indefinite delivery contract competition or a multiple award competition or a single award competition, there are so many different ways that contracts are competed, but the point is most of them are competed. And because of that, in fact, they're often re-competed, like every five years or so. And, and, And once you understand that going in, you're okay, but the basic idea of this relationship of understanding my customer is only so much of the opportunity. The rest is I need to understand how this process works, and that's why I wrote the book was to help people understand. Like there's a whole chapter called the 80-20 rule that walks through this because that's so inherently different. If you're if you're a I'll pick one if you're a lawyer and all of your business is from referrals. The government market's yeah. going to seem insanely different to you. Like it, it, it's not maybe not even worth it because it's such a distraction. And so those kind of conversations is what we like to have with people before they jump in. Because again, if you type in legal services into that same website, you're going to find a oh, giant number. No,
0: no. <laughs> that that even sounds that sounds like it's going to have a whole new you know decimal. <laughs> like it's going to go to the <laughs> trillions or something. That I, I don't even know if I could do. Let me let me see. Legal I did it. services. Uh, you did. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I mean these these numbers guys are in, insane. So let me ask you this question. Uh, because I know there's a number of people who are going to email me if I don't. What in the real estate space? what are the 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 opportunities that you've seen? What exists there? How does I mean, because right now this is this seems foreign to me, so i'm I'm kind of asking for myself as well as them. Uh, so that we can all kind of have an understanding. You know, I'm just flabbergasted at the amount of opportunity that exists today. I mean, in today's marketplace, opportunity is everywhere. Here's something that I want you to keep with you. Write this down if you have to. The purpose of education is to train you and I to recognize opportunity. That's what it does. It trains you and I to recognize opportunity. We can see problems that need to be fixed once we're educated on you know what the problems are and sometimes it's really clear to see for a lot of would-be business owners that one of the problems is is that hey i need opportunity a customer a person to sell the stuff to who on earth wants what i have and i'm guessing for a number of people listening right now your problem well it's being solved in fact it might being solved so well i'm just gonna let you get right back to it
2: so there, there, there's training, there are lots of services provided by realtors. Um, for example, the General Services Administration, which is a large government organization, they lease, again, not all, but almost all of the buildings, particularly the commercial. Like when you drive through Washington, D.C., and you see lots of buildings that just have government agencies in them, a lot of those buildings are leased by, from somebody. So there's a real estate process in there. And, and again, I've, here's a great example. Me, as Kevin Jans, the contracting officer, I've never bought real estate, so I'm not the expert on this, but I would be able to reach out through the podcast and find somebody who is. But I can tell you from just knowing how the process works, those are services that that a government employee is not going to go get a, a realty license to manage that. They're, they're going to find people to advise them and give them training on how the process works and make sure they understand what their contracts say. All of that stuff. It, and. You could probably type in, in. I don't know how. I don't know what the right, right wording would be. Maybe realty advisory services or something like that. But same thing. There's a huge amount of of need for that because the, the about maybe 25 years ago ish, the government realized that there were lots of things that it was doing that meaning with in, in, organic employees. I kid you not. There used to be government employees that mowed the grass, and they realized in the early 90s that this. Concept doesn't make sense. We have industry out there that can do all this. We should contract as much as we can out, particularly those things that are commercial services. And so, again, you go back to World War II. A lot of people were government employees doing this, but this cycle has been rolling for decades. And one could argue there's too much stuff contracted out. Okay, that's a different discussion. But realize that the vast majority of services, in particular, in fact, what is it? Fifty? I think it's like fifty three percent of the of the funding that's spent on contracts is for services of all types. You think in terms of security and, and cleaning, but you know advisory services for all kinds of legal advice, real, realtor advice, you name it. The government is not going to become an expert in all things when it looks out at industry and says, wow, you guys know this stuff. We'll contract it out to you. Now, here's the funny part. That's not the story you hear in the news. That's one of the things I love about my podcast is that the things you see in the news, uh-uh. that's 1% like you hear all these people that, that win these no-bid contracts and all the all the, the shenanigans that happen with people using government credit cards to buy things that that's 1%. At the worst it's 2%, but show me a giant organization anywhere on the planet that doesn't have some kind of 1% waste somewhere. So, you know that's that's one of the things I like to talk about is to help people understand that okay, it, it ain't perfect, but it, the system does work. If you understand how it works, you can add add some revenue to your business or for that matter even be able to help an agency and a, and a, and a customer in the government that would absolutely appreciate what you do. And, and you can sell really cool things. Like being able to buy body armor from somebody, that's a cool experience knowing it saves our life. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I'm surprised you that like part of that negotiations I would be very tempted to go, okay, you can get 200,000 for them but one for me, <laughs> all right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> make sure this one unit comes to my address. Uh because I mean, who I mean, how many people could say that they've done that? This? this is interesting. So, uh, I guess in I'm curious uh in your dealings, I'm assuming that the companies are are all of the companies always U.S. based or are they? All, can the providers also come from other countries as well? They do come
2: from other countries. Uh, for example, there are several large defense contractors that you would recognize that are foreign owned and foreign meaning like by the U.K. or France or that kind of thing. I I bought a uh, there's a system called uh, there's a company called Konsberg, They're in Norway, and they make a, a really cool turret based system that goes on top of Humvees and. I had to figure out how to buy things in in krona, which was you know that's their currency. <laughs> so now let me clarify that there is a list of com- of countries that we will buy things from. But to your point, yeah, this is an international opportunity. I mean, if if you have a company in the UK or in Canada, I mean, there is a different set of rules. You know, in some cases it can get more complex in a hurry. But to answer your question, yeah, this is not just U.S. companies. Um, there's okay. the, There's a we should do a podcast about that. <laughs> it's a complicated. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I don't want to I don't want to make just, your head. I'm, hurt. I'm, well, it's uh, there's just so much here that I've not ever considered and I'm just like, okay, so you you're basically saying that if the if on that was it fbo.gov, if there was a request that the government was looking for someone to provide real estate advisory services any one of us listening if we followed the process could actually go through the the process of winning that bid or contract or however you call it that's what i'm hearing and the numbers that i'm looking at even for (laughs) let's just say there's nothing under i have tried typing many different things and i for and for one single fiscal year the smallest number i've found so far is 185 million (laughs) dollars um that's the smallest number so it's like okay um so what you're saying is that there's some money here there's we can go do some good here all right i you know I'm, I'm totally i'm i'm all in you know at this point i'm just like this is this is an amazing little this is i mean i've never heard about this and how many times do you deal with individuals who have well Ever heard? I'll say this because it's probably more rare that you, if you've ever dealt with anyone who who knows that this exists.
2: Most of the people, particularly her podcast listeners right now, they're finding us because they know what we do, and we've been at the podcast for almost a year now. And now we're just now starting to get to maybe twenty percent of our listeners are. I didn't even know this was here, and a lot of it is because they they. This is going to sound this this going to come out bad, but they don't know to look. You know, they, did, they didn't realize that, that right. this website, Federal Business Opportunities, it used to be in, in, written in paper. You had to get it mailed to your office, and it, it kept the government printing office in business for decades. Well, in 2000, they put it online, and it's getting more and more and more wow. robust since then. But it's been there since well, for 15 years. But unless you're in the government space, you don't go look in there. And, and here's the other part of the story. There's, all, there's an entire industry of people who can help you sift through that information you can buy software that, that will that will search opportunities for you and give you an email every day in fact you can do that yourself on the uh, Federal business opportunities website and put it, you just register in there it's free and then put in your email address and they will email you every day when every opportunity comes up that you're interested in that has you know whatever keywords or whatever and then there are lots of companies that can help you just from a software perspective to search through that data to save you time so there's an entire industry behind this that again, the vast majority of people don't know about. And here's why I know that. There are, what, 26 million businesses in the United States. I mean, the number changes all the time. But let's round up and say it's 25 million. There are only about 500,000 companies who are actually registered with the system for award management, which is the system that you log into to say, hey, I'm interested in being a government contractor. So 500,000 companies out of 26 million. And that's what tells me that most people don't know about this, which is why it's so much fun to have conversations like this one?
0: Oh, this that I mean that's you. <laughs> I'm stuttering. It's too, I mean we're talking two percent of companies, and right now, well, maybe we'll move the needle to two point zero 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 one percent from this particular episode. Uh, but the idea that this exists so is just absolutely amazing. Well, to me, uh, I mean I I never. I figured somebody spent the money, but I didn't know <laughs> who it was. Okay, so here's the question: Are right, as a contracting officer, are you there? Probably more than one person upset over where the money is
2: spent. Is that ever an issue for you guys? Oh yeah, I mean, it's there's a thing called a debriefing. That in again, not in every case, but a debriefing is when you've lost the contract. You, you bid on a contract and you lost under certain circumstances, you are entitled to what's called a debriefing, which is where you sit down with the contracting officer afterwards and they give you a feedback on why you didn't win. Those are usually the first people to be mad. But on top of that, (laughs) here's another example, is that certain requirements are set aside for, let's say, veteran-owned small businesses or women-owned small businesses or what are called hub zone, which stands for uh, historically underutilized business zones. And if the contract is set aside for companies in that group and you're not in that group, Sometimes people get mad. So there are lots of, lots of, and this is the other side of it. This is how the process works. And again, I got a podcast about that. I can give you the whole story, but I think it's podcast number 28 can get into the weeds if you really want to get uh, smart on this. But there are so many different channels that the process goes through. Anywhere along there, people who don't get an opportunity can be upset. Um, in the end, most of the time, when you explain to them, and this is why the podcast is so important to me, when you explain to them, this is how the process works it wasn't personal. It isn't like we wanted to keep your company from, from winning. We were trying to serve this type of small business. Like, for example, the Veterans Administration, most of their contracts are going to be veteran-owned small businesses, right? It shouldn't surprise you. Mm-hmm. Well, if you are not a veteran-owned small business and what you sell most of the company, and you can see all this information in usaspending.gov, by the way, you can see that most of the contracts for what you do that are awarded to the VA are won by veteran-owned small businesses. Well, that tells you, oh, okay, Either go get a veteran partner and let them buy 51% of the business or the better option right. is, to, okay, Then I'm, that, I'm not going to target that agency. So targeting is, is such a key factor in this whole conversation and just helping people understand that a lot of this information is free. And then, of course, if you need more help, you come to us. <laughs> that's, that's the solution got it
0: got it got it got it so what you're saying so you you mentioned veterans you mentioned women uh, other minorities included in this or just i mean that or what other special things cuz there's somebody listening who's looking for their way in and you're creating a door that i know i hadn't considered and I'm starting to see if there's any more doors that someone can go, Oh my God, that's, me. yes,
2: there, 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 I mean, there are lots of different variables. Um, there are economically disadvantaged small businesses. There are what's called a historically back black college and universities. Um, which I used to work when I worked at Wright-Patterson, I used to work contracts to a couple of them because they were local to the area of Ohio. There are university versions of this. There are. Uh, individual types of small businesses. Uh, there's a, what's called the 8A program, which is for essentially companies that have a that are minority owned and or have had some kind of hardship to get them off the ground. Here's the nuance of the 8A program: you have to have been in business for two years before you even submit to the 8A program. And the 8A program it gets you again; it, it allows you to thin the herd. So if if you're not an 8A contractor and meaning you've got that certification. And here comes an opportunity that is for all small businesses. But then you and five of your other 8A competitors email the contracting officer and say, hey, the five of us can do this. Why don't you set this aside as an 8A set-aside contract? Which means that now you're only competing with these five as opposed to the other 50,000 small businesses that are out there. That kind of opportunity is a huge doorway for people. And just understanding what those opportunities are, it's, just, it's, it's fun to watch people's faces light up when they wow, I, I can do this. this it's, 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 a, it's not hard so much as it is knowing what questions to ask and then, quite honestly, having a passion for doing it. I mean, it's, you're going to run into, just like any other part of a business, if you're just doing this because, oh, it's another revenue stream and you don't really care about what you're doing, You're gonna, it's not going to be as much fun. And, and quite honestly, people like me who have this passion that you can hear in my voice, we're, we're going to see that you don't get this and go, you know what, You're not gonna, it's not, it's not going to come through in your proposals, it's not going to come through in your service. So that's one of the things that makes a big difference for people is if you really want to help this customer, whether it's the Center for Disease Control or the Department of Homeland Security or the Department of Justice, they all have contracts, right? If you have a passion for helping them and you know your services or your products can help them, you're willing to put in the time to learn this process and to be able to help, whether you start as a subcontractor or a primer, whatever you, the process, again, we can help you develop or you can you figure out yourself. And then to be able to you know, eventually win the work, you're going to love those customers you serve. It's just a cool program, and, but it's not for everybody.
0: <laughs> no. But uh, the more you keep talking, the more and the more I keep typing. in uh, this thing, I'm just like, hold on, wait a minute. So <laughs> this is incredible. I wish. I mean, why isn't this advertised somewhere? Um, it is. If you search for, if you Google, if it you is? Google
2: government contracting, you're going to see all kinds of people paying for Google AdWords to be able to convince you that the market's for you. And and again, I go back to, it is for lots of companies. I I, I would say that probably half of the businesses. Out There should at least consider it. And what I mean by that is you know, the people listening to your podcast can get a free book and, and read it. But what happens is that the, the reason I say it's not for everybody is that when you don't fundamentally understand the idea of competition, when you don't understand the ebb and flow of, of government contracts, and it's, it, it can be... Can be very different from a when people say paperwork perspective, but here's an example. There's an entire section of government contracts that's all clauses, and these are all clauses that have come up over the you know 50 years or so that all relate to. You know, and some of them are simple things like you can't do, you can't have kickbacks and and you can't um, you know have, have you can't fund terrorist organizations. I mean, there mean a lot of obvious ones, right? But then there are ones that are more unique where if you're taking something over a border you need to be aware of what the international traffic and arm regulations are. Well, if you have no idea what ITAR stands for and and, and this comes up in your contract, it, it could be very frustrating for you. And that's why we built a community is to have people understand, okay, I have somebody to call. Because before this, people would have those clauses pop up. Because again, a lot of those clauses, you, you don't have time to read them all. I mean, there could be 300 clauses in, in a government contract. And a lot of them will never apply to you personally, but you know what? When that one does, <laughs> it, it, it could be bad, right? Hey, right? So that's the the understanding of what you're really signing up for. And then here's the other part that, that I that I say don't take this lightly because if you get a contract and you don't perform well, you go into the database, right? And it's almost like it's a black eye with permanent with permanent makeup. The co- the companies oh. who have not performed well for me, I can still tell you the names of those companies like 15 years later. Because it's a big deal to award a contract to somebody and you, and you, let's say you had five companies bid and the one company that won and the other four companies, you did a de-roofing with them and you, and you said, you know, thanks for your interest in national defense, but you're not getting this contract. And then the one company that wins drops the ball because, you know, whatever circumstance they didn't explain in their proposal or or for that matter, they, they lied. (laughs) You, You don't recover from that as a business in the, on the government side. Whereas in commercial, there's a there's a little bit longer cycle because it's easier to replace you. It's not nearly as competitive to go through this. You know, there's the process. Remember, it's 20% process, not 80%. So that's the part I tell people, understand what the process is. And before you spend the time and money to put together a proposal for, and I had somebody call me once, $90 million contract they wanted to go after, not realizing that it's going to cost them probably half a million dollars to put together a proposal for something that big. They had no idea. And those are the kind of things that, we're able to tell people, okay, the opportunity is huge, but you gotta start and get them how to start. Cause keep in mind, yeah, there's a ninety million dollar contract, but there's all, there's also a nine thousand dollar contract. Let's start with that one. <laughs> let's start
1: let's you know, <laughs> let's find the ones that make sense for
2: you. That's what makes this so right. much fun is that there's just a huge amount of opportunity at, at every level. And educating people, as you can tell, I could I could never I could keep going. <laughs> it's like I just I love and, being able to help people understand this market. Nah, nah.
0: I'm I'm tempted to let you because my I'm, I I know what happens I know me I, I I know me and when I begin to see opportunity and you're explaining it to me and then you gave me this web why did you tell me about this website man oh goodness I keep looking at stuff and I'm just like this is insane uh, I, and it it it's always been right here we just didn't know and, and this is where I've said before and I say again. What you don't know can, has, and always will hurt you. But now we have we have another resource. I'm sure I'm not the only one listening right now who is feeling the need to to go deeper with this. So why don't you share with us how we can track you down? Maybe find out about you know those webinars you were talking about. Get the book. I mean, whatever it's going to take right now, I think we're we're going to actually do. So would love to know what our next step would be. Uh, The
2: the next step, I would say, if you're looking to just learn in general, go to the Contracting Officer Podcast. It's on iTunes and all those kind of things. You can also email me, Kevin, at com. Now, the other side of this is my company called Skyway Acquisition Solutions, which funds the podcast, right? Our company has an online community that's, until October 1st it's 35 bucks a month. And the beauty of it is that you get in there and you can you can watch webinars, you can ask questions, there's all kinds of content that we have to help people understand this market from the contracting officer's perspective. That is our mission is to help people understand it from the, from the other side's viewpoint so that you get why different why contracting officers behave differently, why each agency behaves differently, why this clause is in your contract, all that kind of stuff. And then from there if you decide that the market is for you, and, and again, we can help you with that whole process, then yeah, you can. we actually provide all kinds of different services from helping you find your target market to helping you understand which, which agencies are the right fit for you to helping you decide which RFPs to go after to even writing their proposal and then managing them afterwards. The easiest place to start for the free webinar, go to skywayacquisition.com. And sorry, acquisition. I, it, the, the reason I use acquisition is we understand federal acquisition. The problem with acquisition is most people don't know how to spell it. <laughs> so I, I just type in, type in Kevin Jans and podcast, and you'll find it. That's the easiest way to do it. Because there aren't that many Kevin Jans out there. And on the podcast, mm. you'll hear us talk about the Skyway connection community. When you go to skywayacquisition.com, you'll see there's a link there for a free webinar. And we do it, I think it's once a month now. And you can see inside the community and see the kind of stuff that we that we provide, and it gives you a feel for okay, this this is, and the idea being that this is a safety net before you go hiring a full time person like me to, to say I'm going to go to the government market, let's be all in. It, that could be dangerous for you from a company perspective because it can be a resource hog if you're, if you're not careful. Actually, it can be a resource hog even if you are if you if you have a lot of opportunity. So what we help people understand is that for a relatively small investment and being a member for even a month you're able to see, okay, yes, I need more of this. Or, you know what, I, I, I don't have time for it. I, I don't have the time to invest in it. And if you don't have the time, it's okay. The more, it's always going to be here. That's the cool part. I mean, for decades, and presumably for decades to come, the government's going to be the biggest buyer in the world. And again, we can debate whether that's a good thing or not, but it's a fact. So as a small business owner, as you, or any kind of business owner for that matter, to know that it's out there, just email me at Kevin at Let me know what you get a free copy of the book, by the way. And then let you know what, what are you looking to do? If, if you just want to see, does this market make sense? Read the book and then join the community and it'll, you know allow you to tiptoe. Or if you have ever decided this is something I, I, I want to know, does this make sense for my company? Then the simplest way is to, to buy a, we, we actually sell our services in blocks of hours. So you buy a block of hours. And then you're able to say, okay, sit down with me and tell me if this makes sense. And we look through your individual company and then you know, put together a, a strategic plan or for that matter say, you know what, for what you want to do, what you, based on what you've told me, this market is right for you if you do this or this market's not going to be right for you because it's not big enough. We had one company, they were in nanotechnology and they spe- specifically wanted to focus in medical. And by the time we got done with our target market review, their, their reachable market, all of their government contracts, their reachable market was like, I don't know, $80 million, which is huge, right? But think about it. If, you're a, if you've already got like $7 million in revenue, and the entire reachable market you could ever get is only $80 million, that's not really a compelling argument. You should just keep doing what you're doing and grow what you have. And for us to be able to give them that answer, as much as they wanted to hear, yeah. go after the government market. It's like, I, I like being able to right. tell you, you're hitting it out of the park with what you do. Keep doing what you do. And, you know, keep – keep succeeding <laughs> i want you to succeed and then tell all your friends that we helped you <laughs> that's the way this works yeah
0: <laughs> totally totally well and, and and i guess to that point one of the greatest answers you can hear from time to time that keeps you going in the correct direction is no no is a very important thing to understand when and how to use it and if you can help us get to that no fast that that's just as good as a yes uh, in, in many situations I would imagine. It is.
2: It's one of my favorite things is, is understanding what not to do. And it's the small business owner that we struggle with that every day because there's all kinds of other stuff we could do. And and it's it's really, now that we focus, now that we're a micro niche, (laughs) it's, it's really fun because you realize just how big even a micro niche can be.
0: That, I mean, I, I think that's amazing. And Uh, ladies and gentlemen i know that you've gotten a lot from this my mind is absolutely blown i want to talk to kevin for a a longer time and i know you do too but at some point i know you're going to stop listening if we just keep talking so we've got to end anyway kevin i just wanted i do want to say that I, i appreciate you caring enough to do what it is that you do because you care about something i mean you're it's you're you've got to be cause driven more than anything that, to even get this thing started and make it happen. And I appreciate you helping, you know, us go out there and increase our cash flow
2: through the whole government contract. Well, though. thank you. I, I appreciate the compliment. It's a uh, it's it's what I was built to do. <laughs> it's 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 great to know that you're you're in your sweet spot, and it's fun to be able to for other people to see that and appreciate it, and it just it's why i only hit the snooze button in the morning <laughs> i'm up and rolling every day it's great
0: love it all right ladies and gentlemen you know what time it is it's time for you to move at the speed of instruction what does that mean well you've got a ton of websites you can go to you can start clicking around and and looking for stuff and 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 just beginning to see how big is that marketplace is this something that you want if you let me let me clarify that for you If you said to yourself recently, I sure would like more customers, I sure would like to increase my revenue, that's code for go to the websites and begin to at least poke around. If you've asked that question in general, don't let what you think you know get in the way of this one. Just go out there, poke around, see what's there. You're probably going to be surprised. You heard my surprise. It was totally genuine. I've never done this before and I think you're going to be happy with the results that you see. It's been fun talking to you guys today. I look forward to talking to you soon. Until next time.